is Scientific American's 60-Second Science. I'm Karen Hopkin. What has one head, one foot, and one heck of an origin story? Now, it's not a strange new superhero. It's a microscopic worm called a rotifer that was brought back to life after spending about 25,000 years locked in the Arctic permafrost. Its tale is told in the journal Current Biology. This is a a long-term topic for our lab. Stas Malevin of the Institute of Physiochemical and Biological Problems in Social Science in Pushino, Russia. He and his colleagues have spent decades probing the Siberian permafrost, and they've managed to revive a variety of interesting organisms, from a plant seed and simple bacteria to scores of more sophisticated single-celled critters. We have isolated around 30 or maybe 40 strains already of unicellular eukaryotes. But for some reason, people weren't totally wowed by resurrected amoebas. Yeah, they don't respect them. (laughs) Uh, Rotifer is much, much better. (laughs) Rotifers are better, or at least more interesting, because they're multicellular animals with a head and a body that can eat, crawl around, and make more rotifers. And considering they're more or less teeny tiny worms, they're actually cute little guys. They don't have guys. (laughs) You know, they are all females. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, these little ladies reproduce asexually, laying eggs that hatch into the next generation of self-propagating rotifers. So they're easy to grow in the lab, although not as easy to gather in the lowlands of Siberia. These places are relatively distant. First we go by two or three planes, then we uh, go by boat or by helicopter. Then they drill. One or two or more boreholes. In older times, uh, people used uh, the first borehole as a fridge to store consequent cores in there. Nowadays, portable freezers help them keep their samples chilled until they get them to the lab. There, Malevin and his team cut a small piece from the center of the core to prevent potential contamination with modern microbes. Then they pop it in a nice warm petri dish. This is called an enrichment cultivation in microbiology because those organisms are contorted, folded up, and we cannot see them even with microscope. So we need to wait until they reactivate from this cryptobiosis come out from this uh, permafrost piece, start moving, multiplying, and so on. Not every sample yields success. So usually we see nothing. Uh, It's a relatively rare event when uh, something alive is isolated from this course, uh, which is also considered a kind of indirect proof that it's not a contamination because if it was every sample or maybe each second sample will yield some alive organism and here it is, it's about one out of 20 or even more rare. And in one sample collected in 2015, the researchers found this one little rotifer. They allowed it to reproduce and conducted some DNA analyses, which showed that although their frozen rotifer is similar to modern varieties, it's not exactly the same. We consider it to be a new species to science. And based on radiocarbon dating of other organic materials in the permafrost sample, they consider it to be between 20,000 and 30,000 years old. That's approximate, but anyway, it's uh, 
two orders of magnitude more, or maybe three orders of magnitude more than uh, was known for cryptobiosis in those animals. The previous record for frozen rotifers was a decade or so. But this guy, I mean gal, was around when woolly mammoths walked the planet. Now, the fact that rotifers can spring to life after a thaw is not a total surprise. Entering a state of cryptobiosis allows even modern rotifers to survive seasonal changes in their local environment and more otherworldly assaults. They were actually sent into space, into open space, and they survived, and so on. The next step is studying how rotifers can chill for millennia and still maintain their cellular integrity. The main mechanism, actually, is the suspension of animation, the suspension of metabolism up to um, almost zero or maybe zero state, and so they don't need energy. They also produce special proteins that act as antifreeze or that control the formation of ice crystals, findings that could someday enhance the preservation of human tissues. That's why we are going to study proteins that help uh, rotifers to survive in those conditions. And when they figure it out... Maybe we cry, yeah, we did it! <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. For Scientific Americans, 60 Second Science, I'm Karen Hopkin.